Hey everyone, it's Damage. And it's Bria. And we welcome you to Pray First Ministries. We meet every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 12.30-ish, whatever Holy Spirit allows, and discuss different topics in the Lord. Right. This week, we're discussing distractions. What are you distracted by? How do you overcome distractions? There are other parts to the call, like announcements and testimonial time, that are cut out of the podcast to respect people's privacy, but it's so important to the growth of the body. So we encourage you to join on Saturdays. And if you miss it, then meet us here. Love you guys. Hope you're fed today. Yes, in Jesus' name. Um, I wanted to give the definition of distraction before we start the the reading. (laughs) The distraction is a thing that prevents someone from giving full attention to something else. Okay, I'm going to read that again. Attach, uh, detach, distraction. Distraction is a thing that prevents someone from giving full attention to something else, right? Here are some of the synonyms for distraction. Diversion, mm-hmm. in, interruption, disturbance, mm-hmm. and intrusion. Diversion, of course. Mm-hmm. Interruption, coming in between disturbance throwing you off and intrusion being somewhere where they don't got no business Mm -hmm. that's a distraction that's what distractions do to us so as we read these you know these these scriptures that we're going to go through um you know think about how these people are being distracted that we're reading about and also the things that are distractions in your life right now that is preventing you from you know doing the will of God that he has for your life, you know? Yeah. So, we're so now, um, just a backstory. Right now, we're in Matthew. Um, John the Baptist, you know, um, went, was in the wilderness, and he was baptizing people before Jesus came. And this is after the wilderness. Jesus was led uh, um, into the wilderness. Um, so Herod, Herod the Trichiarch, um he basically captured John the Baptist and he got beheaded. Now we're going to read, start reading uh, a little bit down at 13. John, by the way, got beheaded. John, John, John got beheaded. Um, so it says, read it. Mm-hmm. 13. Okay. When Jesus heard of it, he departed thence by ship. Into- heard of it is when John the Baptist, he heard that John the Baptist got um, beheaded. Mm-hmm. He departed thence by ship into a desert place apart. And when the people had heard thereof, they followed him on foot out of the cities. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion towards them. And he healed their sick. And it was, and it was evening, his disciples, and when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, sorry, this is a desert place and the time is now past. Send the multitude away that they may go into village and buy themselves victuals. But Jesus said unto them, go into the villages and wait, sorry. Jesus said to them, Jesus said unto them, they need not depart. Give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, we have, we have here, but five loaves and two fishes. He said, bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and and took the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up to heaven, he blessed and break 
and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. I'm going to read that again. He said, bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up to heaven, he blessed it and break it and gave the loaves to the disciples and the disciples to the multitude. Mm -hmm. And they did, and they did all eat and were filled and they took up the fragments that remained 12 baskets full and they had eaten and they had eaten they that had eaten excuse me were about 5000 men besides women besides women and children okay so you know everyone knows those of you already know about this story um when you multiply the the, the two fish and the five loaves mm -hmm. and he fed the 5000 plus um people okay so and he told the disciples right he told them after they finished uh they took up they they took up of the fragments that remained uh 12 baskets full like they gathered up the scraps and um we're gonna read um another translation also not a translation but another we know book. you know um when it comes to matthew um luke mark. and john mark also matthew, mark. like sometimes they it's the same thing just in different um books and it sometimes comes from different perspectives it is yeah. from different perspectives so um, the the first four books of the um the the new testament they're all written um different perspectives yeah. different perspectives of different people but they have uh, this very similar stories you learn yeah. different things about um jesus's birth you learn different things about jesus's walk through each of their stories because each of them are giving it through the lens of somebody else all of them are different and it's, it's very important to read all of them like to read that same incident in different in all different um, perspectives yep so you gain something from that's that. like me and demand being at the same place yeah. or all of us if we're all in the same place and we tell a story we could have all been at the pray first event and give a different account of what we saw somebody saw somebody getting healed somebody saw somebody get a bag somebody saw this somebody saw that so um this is exactly what matthew mark luke and john does yeah. It, it shows everybody and their version of what they saw. So this is what Matthew saw. Now, John, we're going to read a little later when John the, saw the disciples break the, um, uh, distribute the, the, the five loaves and two fishes. John says that they said, this is the man the prophet was going to send. Yeah. Like, this is truly the son of God. Like the prop, the, the disciples actually got hyped after they saw yeah. what John was saying. Like, it wasn't just a miracle that happened. The disciples saw something and they believed Jesus on a different level at yeah, this moment. After this, yeah. So now we're going to. You want to finish going to the boat? Oh, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. And straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before and to go before for him unto the other side while he went that while he sent the multitudes away. And when so Jesus jesus after he fed the people is king james okay after he fed the people mm -hmm. and he told the disciples to gather up the scraps he separated himself he told him to go on the ship constrain his disciples to go into the ship mm -hmm. and then he he sent the multitudes away and it's, it's gonna continue. and the disciples now are on the ship 
with the scraps of the food that they had just given out yeah. and they own the ship by themselves. Now Jesus is somewhere else. Yeah. They have the 12 baskets. You know, remember about the 12 baskets. They have the 12 baskets um, on the ship with them. And when he had, ooh, sorry, y'all. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And the fourth, and the fourth watch, and in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. Mm -hmm. And the disciples saw him walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, "It is a spirit," and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, unto them, saying. Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. Okay. So just to like, like, just to like, you know, not, you know, go over it too much, but, you know, how many of us has been in this, you know, a situation like this where, um, we see something or we ask God, like, is it, is it, uh, even in that moment, they just left Jesus, you know, it is a spirit and they cried out for fear and straightway Jesus spoke to them, you know, he, he encouraged them. And for Peter, his response is, Lord, if it be thou, like, if it really is you. We ain't get there yet. Go ahead. Lord, oh, oh, oh. Lord, if it be thou. Oh, bid me. Yeah. yeah bid me. Like, let me come onto the water. Mm -hmm. Like, you can see him on the water. Mm -hmm. and, go ahead. Mm -hmm. and Jesus said, come. And this is what you were saying. Like, in our personal situations, I know a lot of us, you know, we get in stormy situations. And we be like, Lord, is it you? Is it you? And then we, we play the Confucius role. You know what I mean? Like, is it the enemy talking or is it God now? Yeah. You know? And sometimes we hear clear as day that is God, but because it looks so scary or it looks like it's not um, going to work out or it looks like it's so hard, we choose not to um, believe that it's actually him, yeah. you know, but it really is him talking to you. Even in the midst of the storm, he says, step out on faith in the yeah. midst of the storm yeah. and come to me. And sometimes like, because the storm is so fuzzy, think about a storm and, you know, um, you know, later it's going to say something about a boisterous wind. Yeah. Um, I remember having to read, remember this whole thing in elementary school, but boisterous is like loud and shaky yeah. and disturbing. And like, that's how, that's how storms and situations seem when we going through it very much. Think about driving in the car and there's a storm going on. Yeah. You got you rain see, coming. You can't, you can't see, see. You, you, you're nervous. It's, you hear the thunder, the lightning all this stuff going on. And that's how our problems see, like a lot of distractions, a lot of disturbances, a lot of things going on. It makes you feel like, Lord, is it really you? Is it not, you know? Yeah, in the unknown, uh, unclear, and it's in those times that, it's in these times that we really have to just lean on him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, be a, be of good cheer. <laughs> be of good cheer, it is I. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as in times as me personally, me and the season I'm in that I may want to do certain things that I'm asking, I'm leaning, I'm leaning on God for certain things. Like, like that is what I'm taking. That's what stands out to me now as I'm looking, as I just look at the computer, I see be of good chair, like be of good chair. It is I. And just to know that 
you know, the, the Lord is with me. Um, the Lord is with us. Mm-hmm. And to just in that space um, to have like one thing I learned about my mother, it just ended up uh, in the journey that she's on now is like heart posture and like um, while I'm going through something. And, you know, that's just something that I want to take and never let go. So, you know, let that stick out to um, to all of us. Yeah, this be of good cheer. And, you know, this, this part is really important. I'm glad that Mon just highlighting that because Jesus could have said, just come out and, and see for yourself or, you know, everything will be okay. Just believe in me. But he said, be of good cheer. So Jesus is saying, be happy in the storm. Mm-hmm. That's basically what he's saying. Be happy in the storm. Don't be afraid because I'm with you. He's literally telling us, this is an instruction. Be happy in the storm. Be of good cheer in the storm. Smile in the storm. Like that, that's literally what Jesus is telling you because he's still with you. And the thing about it is it's easy for us to believe that God is with us when we could literally see like somebody zealous $200, God is with me. Somebody do something like God is with me. But like when it looked like a hopeless situation, like Jesus is on the mountain and you out in a boat by yourself, you still got to believe God is with you. It's yeah. not when those obvious blessings are there. Yeah. It'd be so obvious. Some blessings are like, you believe in God for it, but it's fake going to happen. You but know that, what I mean? That, and, and, and that's really the problem too, because it's like, even this train to think like when we receive income or things like that, like that means like the Lord hasn't forgot about me, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's even just the conversation to even just to say like, all right, like nothing is coming in from outside this room. Like nobody's reaching out to me, like nothing like that. But I could still sit here and pray about something. And the Lord, you know, is just speaking to me and just feeding my spirit and just read the scripture. And then, or even as I, as I open up the word and then, you know, praying before doing so, and then you're reading, just points you to a scripture like that, like that is him being with, with you. you, you know? Um mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we got to know that all these things, but, and in no order, but it's not just when um, something is changed, like in the physical sense, that's the only way that mean that he is with you. Like, Mm -hmm. no, like just by speaking to you, you know, Mm -hmm. just by hearing your prayers, just by you knowing that he's right, like there with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's also another thing because the storm, the, the, the wind, the wind was what it was like um and then jesus was walking on there so you know as you know we continue to go through it so yeah he's right here but said uh lord if it be thou bid Bid me me. to come onto the water and he said come and when peter was come down out of the ship he walked on the water to go to jesus but when he saw the wind boisterous he was afraid and began to sink Mm, yeah <laughs> we'll stop right there. Just yeah. by just reading what the word saying. We're not reading any other um translation translation because this is not the translation I read. Me, that was like hither. Like, <laughs> can we get a new king? Can we get here? <laughs> yeah, but um he went you know, to, to go back. Peter came down out of the ship, right? And walked on the water to go to Jesus. Like like it's not that he was about to, but he walked on he the water. Like he was it. in the process. Of he actually it. did it. But when he saw the when he, when he saw the wind, the the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and that and 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 then and began to sink. 
And mm-hmm. I just feel like just either we start, we want to start off on distraction when it comes to that. Because one of the main things mm-hmm. um, that distract us is when we look at what we're going through or when we look at um, either our situation or, you know, just like what we were just, what I was just saying to, to Symphony, like it's so important to just in the midst of everything. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it correlates together because a storm is going on there in Matthew, mm-hmm. you know, so even when things are good, like whatever that's going on, as soon as we look at what we're going through, like we're looking away from something. Mm-hmm. So we got to know what we're looking away from. Like as soon as we point our heart or our mind um, towards something like else other than God, that means we're looking away. So now I'm feeding this instead of uh, um, something else feeding me, instead mm-hmm. of him feeding me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it's so important for, for us to just see and receive what the scripture says. He saw, like he, he saw the wind being boisterous mm-hmm. and then he was afraid and f- uh, being afraid and fear also is the distraction because a lot of times fear, like Brie was speaking about, it, that's one of the things that she wanted to um, to speak about on here. And when it comes to distraction, mm-hmm. fear is one of the main things that distract us um, from being in God's purpose and mm-hmm. operating in his his will and where he wants us to be. Mm-hmm. And while you were talking, Holy Spirit just said to me, and I, guys, please write this down. Um, uh, f- the moment you connect with fear, you sink. And like, I'm like, wow, that's that's really true though. Like the moment you connect with fear. So that means you really can do anything, but the moment you connect with fear, you will drown. The moment, the very moment, because it really wasn't until that moment that Peter connected with fear, connected with with uh, being afraid that he sank. At that point, he was already doing it. He was walking like you. He didn't even need, you know, sometimes we'd be like, Lord, give me the strength to make it make it my way and all this stuff. Like all he needed to do was just step. Yeah. All he needed to do, and he did it. He was actually doing it. He didn't just step out on faith. He was walking on it, like walking on it. Like how many times have we like thought about or actually gave up on something that God told us to do because we just focus on like, like this can't work. Like mm-hmm. I don't have the funds for this. Like I don't have this for this. Like I don't have, and 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 then then you know one of the worst things we do in those situations then we start to make things happen and then we do things that's not like um in places i forgot what someone spoke about it um the, the other like a few weeks ago saying like i would tell you to be in a space i think i think it's so crazy that i think i think it's symphony also like i would tell you to be in this place and then now you go in this place and then you just being yourself now starting to do mad other things that God didn't tell you to do. Mm-hmm. And now it's just throwing off everything, like the journey and the path that he has you on and mm-hmm. what he wants you to be doing there. So it was like, it's so important to really just receive, you know, like, like this. Right. So okay. um, immediately, um, okay. Jesus, uh, go ahead. And immediately Jesus stretched, stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when, sorry. And when they came into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they were in a ship and ship came and worshipped him, saying, "Of a truth, thou art 
of a truth thou art the son of god sorry i'm not used so to that you. was so that was this was a testimony for everybody on the ship mm -hmm. along with peter mm -hmm. you know them seeing peter walk out them seeing the storm and them seeing soon as he came soon as they came back on the boat then that's what that's when the wind seized and just to know, you know, also the scripture tells us that he is our peace, you know, mm -hmm. and then that was a testimony to, to like to them. And a lot of times that's really what it is. Like it's a testimony to us to, for, for using our life to glorify his name, obviously, but then also for other people, the people around us for that to be a testimony to them. Like, yo, like, look what God is doing. Um, same thing as we share our testimony. That's why there has to be a place for that always. Yeah. Because as we continue to share these things, like it's just adding on like the, the truth, like you, you really, you, he really is God. Like, you know, um, even saying that in our mind and saying that in our spirit. Um, and you know, what, what I just think, we're just thinking about right here. Okay. So we're going to talk about this, but all right. They just seen him perform the miracles. They just seen them, you know, walk on water, Peter walk on water. They seen Jesus walk on water. Um, so after each testimony, now we're going to see in John, they were like, you truly are the son of God after the, the five loaves and two fishes, they get on the boat, they doubt again. And then after they get on the boat, you truly are the son of God. And then you got Thomas, was it Thomas who said, unless he see Jesus doubting Thomas, yeah. doubting Thomas, unless he see Jesus and the nail in his hands, he not going to believe Jesus rose from the dead. And Jesus came to Thomas and looked at him like, blessed are those who never see me because them you know, they, they really believe you mm -mm, mm -mm. because it's the craziest thing. Like we'll see, we are those, we, we are those, we are those that never seen Jesus. And we really believe how to get rid of fear. That's a great question. That's a great, great question. It, I, I feel like, you know, and everyone could talk as the scripture will speak about it. I feel like, um, as it comes to like, there's so much things that attach to fear, you know, there's so much things that fear touches like when it comes to our life like fear affects us in many ways mm -hmm. but when it comes to knowing who god is right and and who he said you are mm -hmm. and then also submission like even in the lord prayers it says like um just knowing that his will is is greater than ours and a lot of the times we feel like it's us it's gonna be on us like it's on us to make this happen or um it's just getting rid of, and also it's another thing that we need to get rid of, but just pride. And I feel like opening up ourselves to the Lord to really deal with us in every way. Like a lot of times, like I've been in places um, where I've been in a place in my life where I allow God to help me with specific things, but not with everything. Um, not in certain parts uh, in my life where I didn't want to unturn some stones, um, but truly just opening up yourself, opening your heart um, and allowing the Lord to really like dug in. And the scriptures, scriptures really help with that. Mm -hmm. Not just reading a scripture, but like really when you really dive in and really just like reading full length and context, like it adds to you, you know, mm -hmm. as the word, not just remembering in your mind, but just as it become part of like how you live and just knowing that like, all right, like, it, like I'm fearful to do so many things I'm fearful to be you know seen like I don't want to be seen like I don't want to um um do certain things but mm -hmm. then it's like all right like how important is um 
to me is like being in God's will, like mm-hmm. um, for me to be walking in in His doings. Like that's that comes before everything else, and I feel like that is that pushes us to override. Because a lot of times we all fear, like a lot of times we all struggle with these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, we I, to- I was gonna say excellent point, and to your your first point, like um, you said, submission. Submission to God is, to me, the first way to overcome fear, right? Like knowing that your life is literally out of your hands and out of your control, completely out of your control. It's easier for me to go to sleep now because I've submitted to God. Um, I used to fear not really so much me dying. I used to fear my mom dying. As a little girl, I used to always say to my mom, like, I want to die before you. I could never bury my mom. Like, I was a little girl. I, I used to be like seven, like crying every night. Like, Lord, please just don't let my mom die. Or sometimes even the enemy will make me think I'm going to die or whatever, things like that. But the thing is that um, I realized the more I submit to God is nothing in my life can happen without God say so. You know, nothing, not one thing. So when you submit to God, it's easier to not fear because he has it all literally under control. Everything, everything, the good things, the bad things, every single thing that we're going through is literally orchestrated by God. So it's hard for me. Yesterday, it's so crazy. We had a woman's talk. Um, the woman of power group were on um, uh, last night, Nay, um, Esther, Odeja, a few of us. Um, and, and we were talking and they were like, what do you fear? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I really have to sit back and think about it. I don't really know what I fear. Um, there are moments that I have fear that come, but like, you know, the enemy sends suggestions, but like overall me going to sleep at night, fearing things like, no, I don't. And the only reason, and it took a long time for me to get here, but like, now that I'm under the control of God, it's like, why? Like the Lord is my light and salvation who in this world should I fear? Like who in this world should I fear when God has me under control? Like, I'm not going to fear nothing. I don't even fear death. If God says that I have eternal life, if I've accepted his son, then why should I even fear death? I will never really die. Like I've already did my first dying. You know what I mean? Physically, my body will die, but spiritually I'll just be asleep. And then I have eternal life, you know? That's a perfect example because one of the main things that I feared before I got saved was dying. Most um, people fear dying. And that's why I didn't read Revelation. That's why I stay far away from it. Um, and Revelations don't even tell you you're going to die. That's the craziest thing. I mean, some it, of us it, will, but like... What it does is it is it's a realization. It's a real. It makes it real to people. Like, we're going to die. Yeah, like you're gonna physically die. Like there's eternal life for those who are in Christ Jesus. But I feel like for some people that even in that, like with me, even reading that, like now I could be at that place. But then like I didn't fully receive that I was saved yet. So as the scriptures say, like these things, like I was speaking um to someone the other day and I was saying like a lot of things that we struggle with that the scriptures speak against, right? Um and it's like, you could send them a scripture saying, but the scripture says this, like, you know, don't, don't be anxious. Like, say a person struggling with anxiety and you send them a scripture saying, this skill anxiety, like, mm-hmm. are we going to speak about it? Mm-hmm. Um, what we just have to realize, we have to, like, fully receive what the scripture is saying. Like, we may read it, we may know it in our head and all that stuff, but fully receive that. Just has, you know, knowing that, you know, like, anybody who struggle with, like, 
unforgiveness or really um, not thinking that um, not thinking that you are forgiven for the things that you have done in your past. Mm -hmm. The scripture says like all those things have been erased, right? Mm -hmm. So like if you're still struggling with that, that means you need to really fully like dive in and receive what God has said to mm -hmm. you about that. Because really when we receive it and we know like those things are not, those things are gone. Like the only person that remembers is me, mm -hmm. you know, and just to yeah, know that in your, in your mind, like God doesn't remember that. And the whole time it'd be like, I could just imagine how it is in our mind, like we're the ones hold carrying on to things that God told us to, that he has forgotten about, that Jesus covered and so on and so on. So it was like, it seemed kind of foolish for us. Um, but real quick before Bria says that, say something, I just want to read like in John, um, the second um, perspective, it say it was now dark, right? And it just, it just, like we speak about storm and how storm are, you know, um, it's just chaotic sometimes, it's just a lot of uncertainty and, but darkness, um, to me, like, what I just got from that is a lot, being in a place where you 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 can't see like you don't know mm -hmm. like one of the worst things that I struggle with me is being on my walk is like being an unknown I like to know what's going on mm -hmm. I don't really like to do stuff about it but I just like to know mm -hmm. and a lot of the times I don't know like I don't know what's behind that door he's just gonna tell me to just go this way and a lot of the times when things are rocky and you know we're in difficult times difficult situation it's just tricky, yep. you know, but we just got to, just like he told them, you know, not be afraid and be of good cheer. Mm -hmm. It is I, you know, and that he's with us. The so, darkness, the darkness really get us every time because it's like, I don't see nothing, but it's like, you don't got to see, you got to just know. That's it's not about seeing. Um, and right for you, so God, thank God. But like a lot of the things that we're struggling with are deeply rooted in fear. And I'm like, you know, God just dropped that on my heart. And I'm like, how my offense could be deeply rooted in fear? But like, it's the fear of rejection that makes you offended. It's the fear of somebody not calling you back that makes you offended. It's the fear of that person not really loving you the way you love them that makes you offended. It's the fear of things that really be the deeply rooted cause for a lot of the things that we're going through in life, you know? And it's something that we have to every day overcome, every day be like, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't think about before I go to sleep, I'm, I fear this thing, I fear this thing. Um, but there are moments that fear does come. There are moments that fear does come. If I post a post on Instagram and I have to tell someone that, you know, homosexuality is not of God, but Jesus loves you. In the moment, the enemy will send fear to me like, oh, nobody's that person is not going to come to pray for us because they're going to think you're offensive. That's fear. That's a fear of a person not coming to Christ. It's a fear of, you know, and that's not something that God wants us focused on. He wants us focused on the gospel, focused on spreading the word. Like that's the focus, mm -hmm. you know? And once we get there, and the, the last thing that I wanted to say about, you know, Tamara's question about how do you get rid of fear? Also understanding that God didn't give it to you. Anything that God don't give to you, you don't receive. How we know God didn't give it to you? Because the Bible says, I have not given you the spirit of fear, mm -hmm. but he has given you the, the power of love, but the, the giving you uh, love, power, and sound mind. I think that's how the scripture goes. Yeah. Either way. He didn't give you that spirit. And people will be like, oh, but spirit, fear is natural to you. But if God didn't give 
give me something that's not natural. The things that God has given me are natural. Fear is not something he's given me. So it's not natural, which means it comes from the enemy, right? So that's another reason why we cannot receive it because God didn't give it to you. Go ahead, Mama Lorraine, then Tia. Yes, um, so great points, great points. I just wanted to add that um, when fear comes, we have to acknowledge that this is not of God. Mm -hmm. The spirit, you know, as Bria just said, God has not given us a spirit of fear. He has given us love, power, and a sound mind. So we know God loves us and God's perfect, perfect love casts out all fear. Um, so it is important for us to be in the word of God every day. This is the only way that we can counteract the enemy by speaking the word of God. God gives us his love. He gives us the power in the name of Jesus Christ. He gives us the power to, to cast down every fear, everything that exalted itself against God, everything that, that, that goes against God. We have the power to speak with our mouth and he gives us a sound mind. And this sound mind, we have to acknowledge that we have the mind of Christ or we have the mind of Christ as we read the word, we believe the word of God. So when the enemy sends suggestions to us and sends things that would put us to fear, we have to go in the word of God, you know, the element of salvation, our mind, we have to acknowledge that we are saved. Mm -hmm. You have to speak the word of God. It is very important to read the word of God every day. And I always say, like, I say this because this was me. At first, you're not going to want to read the word of God. Not everyone we just have a passion instantly. It's grow. It's grow. So every day, small, like even one verse and just save it, you know, and the next day or later in the, the evening or whatever, you read another one or read two and ask the Lord to give you understanding. This is the only way, you yeah. know, we can, we, we, we can combat fear. We can destroy the spirit of fear because when we open the door to fear, all sorts of spirit going to come. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, as Bria mentioned, rejection, offense, lost all sorts of spirit going to come with fear and, with, and then doubt going to come. And the enemy... The enemy doesn't want our money. The enemy don't want the wife. The enemy don't want the husband. The enemy doesn't want the business venture. The enemy wants you to doubt God. The enemy don't want you to trust God. The enemy wants to destroy your faith in God. Mm. Everything around you, he, he touches those things because those are the things that are going to make you think that God is not real. God don't care about me. God close his eyes, God asleep, mm -hmm. God get blind. The, the enemy will make you think all those things. God's not real. God's God not real. real. God prefer the, the, the sinner because look how the sinner are progressed in life and me waiting. The what enemy, if after this is nothing? Like he's gonna say so so spirit needs legal entry. So we call those doors or gates. So the enemy send those things and when we receive it i'm telling you i i went to i was feeling some pain um about, about three weeks ago and i went to the obgyn because i did the embolization that they cut off the blood supply to the fibroids from last year so i started feeling some pain not long ago and you know i went to the obgyn and he sent me to do um sonogram and i'm telling you like for some nights after that you know what? I keep hearing this in my dream. 
cancer cancer the enemy sends things to you for, for sends things to us for us to receive Every, I have to be intentional every morning I wake up. I say, Lord, I cancel any agreement that I might have come in contact with in my dream. Lord, I only, I only come into agreement with you and your word for me. The mm -hmm. craziest thing, one of the nights when I went before I heard the word cancer, like somebody was saying something about Uranus is in your body. I don't know where that come from. But I'm telling you that the enemy wants us to come in agreement of the suggestions that he gives to us. And those things bring fear. I'm telling you, the doctor called me a couple of days ago and he said, like, you know, everything is okay. There's some little bit of um, um, fibroids after the embolization. And the enemy has this thing with, with pattern. I did the, the, so last April was when I got sick and I did the embolization in June. So the enemy has patterns. If you notice, like sometimes in your life, at a certain point in your life, the same thing wants to happen again. So the enemy wants to send suggestion for me to go through like sickness this year. It's not gonna happen. Like we have to break down, we have to cast down the spirit of fear from our lives because it, it gives the enemy legal entry in our lives. And God is a just God. If we give the enemy legal entry, God cannot, he cannot um, come near that area. Mm. God is kingdom is a government. He 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 respect like authority. If we give him the authority of our lives, he takes control. But if we give the enemy authority, God is not gonna go come in that place. I'm telling you, that's why deliverance is necessary. Yeah. So it's, sure. a, it, it's a big thing. So as Bria says, submit to God. When we see fear, wanna come because fear makes us feel nervous, anxiety. Those are spirits. Those are not of God. So we have to read the word of God. And God going to give us understanding on eras um, where we, we have to pray about. I remember when I just became a Christian, the Lord tell me, I didn't understand anything about generational curse. And like as a young Christian, the Lord tell me to pray against generational curse concerning my children and concerning myself. He asked me to break it, like break it, that he doesn't follow my seed. Praise God. Praise God. Praise, Praise God. God. Go ahead, Tia. Yeah. Praise God. Good morning. Uh, you guys have pretty much covered what I was going to say. Uh, I was just going to, when it's, <laughs> uh, the question that uh, Tamar was asking about um, how to get rid of fear, and that was, the pop, that was the first thing that came up was 1 Timothy 1 and 7. Um, and we're studying that now uh, in my women's group. And, um, it's, and I, I was going to say the same thing. It's just recognizing that fear is a spirit. And I know that sometimes the world tells you to tell you to do it while scared or do while you have the fear, but it's like, no, like, because God has not given us that, you know? Yes. And so, yeah, so it's like, it sounds good, but no, it's, it no. sounds good. Right. And we see all these affirmations and books and self, self uh -huh. books and things like that, that try to, you know, I guess motivate us with it. But um how do you get rid of fear you begin to speak power love and sound mind over over yourself that's how you get rid of it um another way to get rid of it is um we have to become believers that actually open up our mouth and be, be, begin to declare a thing um yes. one of the things that the enemy really has like over the years and I still have to practically make myself and force myself to do it is that sometimes we allow for ourselves to sit within our thoughts and even though you may not be speaking these things out, you're sitting and you're thinking about whatever it is that you are going through. And so you have to literally like practically 
open up your mouth and begin to declare a thing and begin to yes, come yes, against yes, whatever yes, it is. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. And that's why the Bible tells us to, what is this? I think it's in Corinthians. It says, um, hold these uh, thoughts captive or something like that. Yes, like, yes, to, yes, we're about to get there. Yeah. So it's like, you have to practice. So a practical way is begin to open up your mouth and declare and to speak. If that means that you have to worship through it, if that means that you like, there's been times where like, it's such a strong like your thoughts can be such a stronghold to the point where like you really do not want to open up your mouth and begin to speak the word like literally and that's why we see in the gospel I want to say Luke yeah like I want to say in Luke 1 I forgot what uh which verse but it talks about um uh Jesus casting out a mute spirit from a guy and when he cast the demon now it, it's in in King James version it's called it a dumb spirit but it's in other translations it says mute and so when he cast the demon out he was able to speak again and so many believers within myself like there's been you know times where like the enemy attacks my dreams and like God was showing me in my dreams where like there was a muscle in the spirit realm of a muscle over my mouth mm. and the enemy was trying to keep from speaking and so because the enemy knew that if I shut my mouth and just sit with my thoughts and all these negative things, that that was another way that he could hold me down. Right. So I just say that practically you have to speak the word of yourself. You got to praise. You got to worship. You got to like literally like stir yourself up in the spirit. That's Jude one. He says to stir yourself up in the spirit. Like you have to open up your mouth and begin to praise and worship. And like it may not feel good in the beginning. You may feel silly in the beginning, but I, I, I promise you. As you begin to stir yourself up. And another thing I wanted to say is when we're looking at the book of Timothy, Timothy was a believer that was he like Timothy was a great example of a that he was a a person who had a spirit of fear over him. He was timid walking in ministry. Right. And one thing that and that's and that's literally why Paul is encouraging him in both letters. Like he's telling Timothy, like even though you have this, this fear, I'm giving you instructions. I'm giving you the things that you need so that you can walk, walk this ministry life out. And another thing I thought was so powerful is that many of us, we're believers on here. We have come from a foundation where Christ was set before us from our parents. Right. And I encourage you guys to think about that foundation and allow for your foundation of Christ that was given to you to also be the motivation for you to keep going and to not operate in fear because Timothy he knew the gospel, like he knew the gospel, the gospel was set before him. It says, it says that his mother and his grandmother, they, they, they were the ones that knew the gospel and they passed it on to Timothy. And like, it was prophesied that Timothy would be who he was. So my encouragement is for you to really think about what was already prophesied to you or about you when it came to who you are in the kingdom of God and allow for that to be your motivation and then begin to say, okay, this is my call. And this is what God has called me to do. Whether I walk in or not, I'm accountable for it. So you might as well walk in it and then begin to speak against these things, like practically walk it out. So I just want to say that because when we're talking about fear, like that's been something that, you know, the enemy has tried to take me out over the years when it comes to being used by God. And so I feel that. So like, yeah, that's just some practical things that I wanted to kind of uh uh put out there so recognize that it is a spirit and then to begin to open your mouth and speak against it so yes. that's all Amen. perfectly said praise god praise god and Demaj, i wanted to give a, a, a testimony about yesterday Demaj and i were talking i was like man like how come you never get offended like how come you, nothing ever bothers you like i have to ask him like you know like 
like I get offended and then, you know, I got to, I got to really go to God, pray about it, whatever, whatever. Then I get out of that and I'm like, like, all right, you know what? This now God, God got me, whatever, whatever. But like him, like I'm telling you, it's like, you really wonder sometimes if you break a sweat, you got to really wonder. And I, and yesterday he said to me, you don't think I ever get offended. You don't think I ever worry about something. You don't think I ever. And I was like, no, I can't tell. Like the way you just be walking around, like everything all good. And he said, the way that I overcome that is I immediately do the opposite of what the enemy tells me immediately. And I was like, wow, I, well, I do that. He said, no, I'm talking about immediately. I'm not talking about when you feel like it or when you get over it. I'm talking about immediately. And I'm like, immediately, he like immediately. So he said, so when somebody offends you, you pick up the phone and call them and tell them, you know, you love them and you, you're thinking about them and stuff like that in that moment. When they when, when you feel offended about them, when you're thinking about that thought in that moment, act, act in the act of kindness. You know what I mean? Of, of course, in all things, we consult Holy Spirit, but like choosing, making the choice in this moment, am I going to sit in that thought or am I going to revenge the enemy right now by doing yeah. that, a complete opposite Revenge or disobedience where our obedience yeah, is fulfilled. This me and Mama Lorraine scripture for the month. Like this is our month, March month challenge. Like re revenge the enemy. This is how you revenge him. When he says, God is not going to give you that job. You revenge him by opening your mouth and saying, the job is mine. Thus saith the Lord. That's revenge. Like you don't got to go out and do nothing. You opening your mouth and just saying the job is mine. Or I'm refusing, I refused to tell someone about those cancer cells, yeah. like those alleged, whatever they was talking about, alleged. Refuse, refuse to allow yourself to, to think and dwell about the space or the situation that you're in. Yes, like, refusing. refusing that, like, and, and that's really how, because it's like also the same way, it's like, yeah, it's hard, like if, if somebody offends me or if the enemy put the same thoughts in my mind, like, you know, like he's gonna protect me, and I just have to lean on that. Like, yeah, like um, if if I feel like somebody's using me, right? If I feel like that, um, just being aware and knowing that, you know, sometimes it really just be us. Immediately, I would just give them another opportunity to use me. Mm -hmm. now, it sounds crazy, but it's like you know, I would just call them and be like, you know, you're all right. You need anything? Like, and like many times like the lord he will just snatch people up out of there mm -hmm. because it's like that has been something for me to that has helped me to just change my heart posture to not mm -hmm. the first thing i think about is is not um a bad thing that a person is doing like that's the last thing that i see you know um mm -hmm. and i'm just trusting god to just watch my back and my front so like for those people for the things that i don't see you know, that people may try to harm me. I'm trusting him to do that. I'm not going to try to protect myself because I know I can't. I'm not going to try and be out there to protect myself from all um, people that's trying to do me harm and all that stuff because I know I can't. There's going to be things that you can't see, like a person could smile in your face. It could be the person that you don't, that you least expect it from. So it's like, I'm never going to just make that. I'm never going to stand guard and and just watch everybody come out like, like, no, like I believe, like we gotta believe that, that Christ is doing that. Mm -hmm. And that he's gonna bring things to you and let you know and let you know. And obviously it's gonna be sometimes where he's gonna bring it to you. But we really know when it's him, you know? Mm -hmm. We know. 
So yeah. true. And one more thing, you know, watch out for faith killers and, and gossipers. That's just that's just the given, but that plays a role in faith as well. Um, you know, you believe in God for something and then you you call somebody yeah, and then they huh? We didn't even get to the lesson yet, but it's all good. I mean, we at the lesson, we read in the lesson, but you know, we had specific points on the slideshow, but we just read in scripture and that's the best word anyway. So God is good. This is the lesson, but you know, sharing things with people who um, do not want to believe with you. Some of us know, I remember I used to want to tell people stuff so bad, like everything in me was itching to tell people stuff. And it's like, I knew they would be doubtful, but it's like, it was just in my innate nature to just want to share, you know? And, you know, the, the more season I got in crisis, the more God gave me discernment, like this person cannot know at this time, mm-hmm. you know? And just understanding that not, it's not a bad thing, nor is it, it's a good thing. It's just a faith thing. You want to increase your faith. Everybody can't know certain things because as you continue to walk more with Christ, the God is going to have you believing for the more crazier and crazier things in the world. Like I'm telling you, it just get, I don't know. It just began crazier and crazier. Like I really don't believe there's anything God can't do, but then he about to give it to me more. And then I'm be like, Oh wow. Like you could do that. All right. Let me see what else. Like it just, every time you turn around with the tests and trials, it's like God just continues to show you who he is on a different level. So just be careful of who you share certain things with and also understanding whether or not these people gossip or they shed your share your business with other people like that can invoke fear on you sometimes when people are not at the same faith level to believe god for something for their lives they then deflect that on you you know so just be very careful be as wise as a serpent be vigilant be sober-minded like at all times the best way to do this is to keep yourself in the word and i'm gonna tell y'all a little secret i don't like reading my physical bible every day surprise surprise I don't like picking up the physical thing every day but I know I need it so you know what I do put on my audio I gotta get that word in though you gotta get that word in the days where I don't have my word I'm 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 not the same the day is off you need the word of God that is the truth if you don't feel like picking up the physical book cool take the audio press play and then start doing stuff around your house. And then you, while you hearing little stuff, you're like, oh, I got to pause that. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah like you got Sometimes it's, it's going so crazy. You got to just hold the phone in your hand because every time you got to go keep pausing it. I'm Every time you turn around, my by that time, you might as well pick up the physical Bible, child, because you done went back to everything that you done read. So, you know, just try to get the word in in some way. If you got to start off with a certain translation, cool. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, I don't really suggest every translation. I'm going to be completely honest, only because the other day I tried to look up a verse on the Bible app and a specific translation took that verse out the Bible on the Bible app. So now for me, it's giving King James, new King James, you know, and, and alike, and maybe NIV if I'm feeling like I need a little something, but the only person that can help you interpret the Bible is Holy Spirit. So before you start reading, the only spirit that can help you, excuse me, to, to interpret the Bible is Holy Spirit. So before you read anything, listen to an audio, ask Holy Spirit to, to help you um, interpret the word um, so that it could it can get in your spirit the way it's supposed to. Mama Lorraine, is that an old hand or not? And then Tiffany. It's the new hand. Praise God. I, I just wanted to say, like, you know, 
um, Bria, when Tia was saying that, you know, we have to speak the words, like words, the word of God and also words that is of Christ. And it is so, it's so crazy that when, I remember when you told me about on your way back from, the, from New York and you told me what the doctor said, you didn't mention cancer. So, and then I didn't mention the dreams that I was getting in that time concerning cancer as well. And um, like some things you must not speak it out. Um, like somebody speak a bad thing in your life, don't speak that thing. You know, you hear a bad news concerning you or your family, don't speak out that thing. The word of God tells us by your words, you are justified and by your words, you are condemned. We have to speak words of justification. I am healed. I am saved. I am delivered. Sometimes when the enemy tell you that you're not saved. I remember when I just gave my heart to the Lord every day from countless times after saying, after be saying, Lord, forgive me for all my sins. Because the enemy want like keep useless, tell me that you're not saved. You're not a Christian, whatever. And I, as I grow in Christ, um, the, the Lord let me know that I should listen to only him. You know, and this, even this verse that I, um, what I put, revenge or disobedience, there's a scripture before, um, say, casting down imagination. I don't know if you guys are going to touch yes, that scripture. Yeah, you know that. Yes. So there's, there's this, a verse after that, that we don't read. The same revenging all disobedience when our obedience is fulfilled. I'm telling you, I intention is when the enemy sent suggestion that I should say this thing, do this thing, whatever. And even if I do it, I know God is not pleased. I revenge that thing. I revenge that disobedience. I call and I apologize. I, I, I like repent to God. Even if you don't want to do it, just by revenging. revenging all disobedience and the only way you re revenge that disobedience by obeying God yes, it's it. the word of God I'm telling you we, we have to ask the Lord to give us the passion to love his word in the word of God is life this word of God is spirit and it is life it just teaches us to live in godliness it, it, it it's freedom. freedom so the word the word said who the son has set free is free indeed. We have the freedom to love who is unlovable, people yeah. who treat bad, like you know what I mean. We have, we have the freedom to do that. Praise freedom. God. Freedom. Go ahead, uh, Tiffany. Tiffany. Hey y'all. So hey. I am so grateful for this conversation because I didn't know I needed it, but I just know like I've been feeling so like just not myself and so everything that y'all saying like really hit and it reminded me of the testimony like during testimony time I was in there like mm, honestly can't think of anything like thank god you know I'm here but like it was crazy because when y'all started talking I'm like what are you talking about like you have a huge testimony amen and it's not mine per se but like it could really help somebody. And my uncle, he had gotten diagnosed with leukemia. And when I tell y'all, this don't even make no sense. Like the only person in my family that has ever had leukemia is my mother. And he and my aunt were like the main ones, like orchestrating like prayer visuals and like spiritual warfare prayers for her and a lot of the stuff that was happening to her was happening around the same time the devil was out here trying to get me 
So wow. I found out like he was diagnosed with it. I'm like, he's healthy. Like he don't stress. My mom used to stress about everything. Like spirit of offense, heavy, always offended about everything. Like always, <laughs> always on go, like ready. He's not like that. Like mad calm, mad peaceful. So I heard that and I'm like, the devil's a liar. Like there's no way. And so I didn't tell anybody really about it. Like I would be doing like things where people were, like, you know, who do you want us to pray for? And I kind of was just like, honestly, like, I don't know. Like, it, I didn't even want to claim it for him. That's and the that's thing. It's us. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't even want to claim it for him because it just seemed like such a lie to me. And yeah. so my aunt, she was saying the same thing. Like, she was saying, we're not claiming this. Like, I didn't even call her to talk about it because I'm just like, I'm just going to pray. Like, first thing happening, I'm just, I'm just going to pray. And so it was crazy. Like, this one, I think it was a Monday. I don't even remember. I think it was Sunday, y'all. But like, I was sitting here thinking I'm gonna be like watching my show or whatever. My grandma called me on accident. She's like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call you. We got a prayer call at 8.30 for my uncle. His name is like David. So I'm like, oh, like y'all doing like a, a, a prayer conference thing for him. Then my mom called me. She told me about it. I'm like, oh, well, I want to I wanna get on because I not tell y'all like him, my aunt, they had orchestrated like a two week, 24 hour around the clock prayer vision for me, where everybody had an hour and at that hour they was praying hour long prayers for me. And God knows I needed them because the stuff that was going on was dark. So I'm like, Tiffany, this is your opportunity to intercede for him. Like you should probably be on that call. So I get on the call, come to find out like they were missing maybe two people. So I tell my aunt like, yeah, I'm on the call, I'm on the call. She's like, oh, thank God. So we start getting our times to pray. And it's basically like just a 24 hour prayer visual. And so I ended up picking up two hours. Like some people do two hours. And so I did 3 a.m. and then I did nine o'clock at night. When I tell y'all I was so hyped, I'm like, yes, like we about to, you know, battle these demons. Like I'm ready. Like she sent the prayer and everything. I'm praying. It's like, yo, these prayers like it's taking a lot out of me. Like I'm sitting here praying for 20 minutes, looking at the clock. I'm like, dang, like, okay, like I'm tired. Like I need some water. Like and I gotta gotta keep going, gotta keep going. And so then eventually I didn't even know what to say anymore. So I was literally praying in tongues for 40 minutes. Like that's one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Like not even gonna lie to y'all. But afterwards, it was like the the release of just like everything. Like I felt like I was in a different dimension. Like I didn't worry about nothing. There was no fear. Everything that was in me was just empty. And so I knew, I'm like, yeah, God, like you about to do something crazy. I feel like this was just happened to, to be a testimony for somebody. And so come to find out after we did the 24 hour visual, I think they had went down to the church of the guy who wrote the prayers. And they didn't go down for like anything other than to, to send donations to him. So they get to the church and a guy calls them to the altar, like literally just picks them. And mm -hmm. so apparently they had like this bath of Bethesda where I guess like it was like a pool of water and they prayed over it 12 hours beforehand. And they had my uncle take the first sip of it. Y'all, when I tell y'all like he was healed, like just like that. He was healed. I guess they went to the doctor and like literally nothing was found. And I was just like, yo, like God, <laughs> God is so able. Like it's crazy. Yeah. 
just that 24 hours of prayer, like really seeking him in the spirit. Like, yeah. and he did it like it was nothing. My uncle didn't even claim it. It was two weeks that he sat there with that on his back and it's gone. Like it was never even there before. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. Oh my goodness. We got to get back to that place. Thank you. Like, I'm not going to get up until I see results. I'm not going to get up until God changed the situation. Like, like that's the God we serve. You think y'all was really going to pray for those 24 hours and nothing was going to happen? He's he seen everybody hard. He's saw everybody hard. That's why everybody got to just really, we got to continue to pray for one another. Choose not to speak death, but always speak life. That's a choice. Yeah. I remember I used to get upset about things and I used to pick up the phone and call people just I had a list of people. All right, this friend, she ain't answer. I'm calling the next one. This friend, she ain't answer. All right, I'm going to call my mother. I'm going to complain to her. I'm going to call everybody. Before I know it, I can't even go to God. I done exhausted my mouth. I'm so tired at this point. I can't call nobody. Through my walk with Christ, I realized, like, you got to really stop calling people. Who could fix the problem besides God? Nobody. Nobody. And the more we talk about it is the more we come into the agreement. This is why Mama Lorraine told you she didn't really know about what the cells meant and all those things. I wasn't telling nobody that because that wasn't mine. Right. I'm only going to speak what's mine. That don't belong to me, so I'm not speaking it. Like, it just don't belong to me. I don't receive it at all. You want to read John? Yeah. Can we go to my the slides, though? Thank you. All right. So, oh, how quickly we forget. That's the title of this slide. Um, you know, so we we read the scripture. It says, what was Jesus doing from Matthew chapter six to verses 14 to 21? From Matthew six to 14 to 21, chapter six, verses 14 to 21, he was healing the sick, which they saw. Yeah. He was orchestrating the lives of others because they were going to send them somewhere else. He like, no, you stay here. So he's He's a facilitator at this point. He's healing the sick. He blessed the food. And here's the craziest thing. We always talk about when we read the scripture, we'd be like, when Jesus fed the multitudes with five loaves and two fishes, the disciples fed the multitudes with five loaves and two fishes. Jesus blessed the food. Then he gave it to the disciples and they distributed they it, it, which means they performed the miracles really themselves and don't and didn't even realize it. And I, and I really think that point is so important because sometimes God will allow us to see the works of, of our hands through him. Obviously, yeah. all power comes from him, wow. right? But he will allow us to do the actual thing, yeah. Yeah. walk the miracle out, and we still will forget. That's the craziest thing. He just allowed you yourself to, to, to perform a miracle on someone else, help someone heal. And then now it's time for you to believe that he's going to heal you yeah. and you don't believe yeah, it. He but he just used your hands for his power. Yeah. You know what I mean? For his, for his glory. And we're going to, we're going to stay on that today, you know, and drive it home, especially when it comes to like, you know, being distracted. Um, mm -hmm. Before we go on, um, go ahead, Symphony. 
um, I remember my sister pointing out uh, in the story of the disciples feeding the multitudes that when God or when Jesus looked down or held up the five loaves and two fish that he never looked down at what he had. He just immediately looked up and mm. it wasn't enough. Mm. And that spoke to me because we have a, t- we like, I just, every, all of us have a tendency to just look at what, what's going on yes. and then be like, okay, I can't do it. Whereas if we don't even really give, kind of going back to what T was saying earlier, not giving the attention and meditating on what it is that's going on and just looking up. Yes. And um, Marissa also pointed out to me when it comes down to uh, Noah and the ark, there was only one way to look out of the ark and it was up it was a window on top of the of the ark and I think there's power sometimes and you know when you're sad the image of being sad is usually hanging your head down yeah and I think there's power in just holding your head up or even just sitting up I listened to a sermon yesterday and I'm just all this is coming to me now as I'm speaking I was listening to a sermon yesterday of the um it was called I don't know how to be happy and it was talking about how I cannot remember exactly what scripture, but I'm going to try to describe the story. Um, the woman had in, she had a spirit of infirmity on her for about 18 years and God healed her. And then after he healed her, he t- he said, um, or let it go. He told her to let it go. And then afterwards, then he touched her and the pastor kind of, reiterated how like once he said let it go she was healed but yet her she still hung over she was still hunched over and sometimes we'll be healed but don't even because we're so comfortable in our in in being hunched over Mm -hmm. and and our sickness will stay there so God takes it a step further and physically stands her up and it goes back to Demaja saying earlier about sending people I think about you guys today saying what you were saying today I was on the phone with Marissa and she literally told me she, I, we had, I had the conversation with her about like my mental and she said she went to prayer for me. And, the, and while she was praying, God literally showed her an image of me in fetal position and she's pulling me up. And this is right after I listened to the sermon about God physically standing this woman up. And so I think just there's something about an upward motion. That's all yeah. That's all I'm feeling posture. on my heart right now. Just up, up emotion, a posture of just standing up and really looking to God and not focusing on what's going on, but focusing on him because all of everything else will kind of just go away. Amen. 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 Praise God. Literally, literally yeah. look up and spiritually look up. Like that's where your help comes from anyways. Um, I, I wanted to add, you know, and he was, he, after, after, um, you know, Jesus, you know, gave them the fish, the five loaves and the two fishes to give. He also instructed them to save the scraps for later use. We see this in John chapter six, verse 12. I'm going to put it on the screen. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. John chapter six, verse. Top. Top. Thank you. And when they had eaten, eaten their fill, he told the disciples, "Gather with, gather up the leftover fragments, that nothing may be lost." And it's crazy because when we were reading, um, 
this when we were reading this 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 scripture together i was thinking to myself like you know jesus you know many may read this and think physically like so nothing may be lost yeah. but in my mind while i was reading it i'm thinking like so you don't forget like your memory don't get lost yeah. like you don't you don't forget what yeah. what just took place because not only did they just you know give out the food but now there's food still left over so that's even more of a miracle of bountifulness you know now they get on this ship they still got these 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 um the baskets the fragments the baskets with them so they own the ship with a miracle yeah that's the crazy he 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 he, he, uh he saw them on the ship like he went with them on the ship and then he left them to go pray and um you know it's just so powerful like even like you know we were just talking about like as many times as you know we go through things right and say we have scars from the things that we have went through you know um a lot of times those scars are reminders of the thing that we has went we have been through mm -hmm. and just as those 12 baskets being on a the ship with you like you would think like it's a constant reminder or it's a reminder once I see that basket to remind myself um who Jesus is like mm -hmm. who he is to me and you know as, as we correlate this and we're going to continue to go into like you know speak about our next slide about Peter but just it's so important to you know to actually look back not as not as um Lot's wife looked back, but a lot of times the things that we have went through in the past, like what has God showed himself to be in my life mm -hmm. and why don't I trust him to do that again? Like, mm -hmm. why am I worrying now? Like Bria said, like you have seen him do certain things for people and prayed him, prayed and asked him to do things for people. But like now it's you and you're, you're shaky, you know, um, or, or not hopeful or, you know, um, just starting to not really trust him mm -hmm. and it just has everything as you know as as you're in a house um this is a reminder that you know reminder of like all the things and the favor that he had to put in place for me to even get this thing you know so this thing is a constant reminder of who god is in my That's life and just realizing these things like if your job like you're, you're you're seeing around like whatever it is like all these things are reminders yes i would demand you literally like you took the point right out of my head like us sitting in our house is a reminder no that's a yeah, reminder yeah. you know what i mean the moment like like you got to really think about it when you in the storm and i think about it for me how dare i be sad in this house that god just blessed me with and it's not like he gave us this house years ago he just gave us this house so i'm gonna sit here and be like god i'm in a storm now how can you do this it's like you be sitting in your blessing and you see a storm and you forget that you're literally sitting around the fragments of your blessing this is why jesus told them that nothing be lost that 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 moment don't get lost don't ever forget about that moment don't ever forget about what I've done. Don't ever forget about what I just brought you out of. Yeah. Because when you forget about that, when you lose those fragments, that makes you not be grateful for where you are right now. Even if there's a storm going on, there's the fragments of your blessings are around you. Yeah. Jesus made them take that, not just for physical, 
But there was a spiritual reason behind it. And it also keeps us in a constant state of um, knowing who he is, mm-hmm. um, which go into the next part of right after that, when, when the storm came, it's mm-hmm. like they just completely forgot, um, you know, so it's just, it all comes together. So, you know, Jesus identified himself to Peter, yet Peter still took his eyes off Jesus um, to look at the wind. Um, Peter started to to sink shortly after walking on the water. Matthew 14, verse 30 says it, um, says it's because he saw the strength of the wind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a question that I just want to ask, you know, how many times has this been us? Has this been you? Um, and is this, the, is this you now? You know, mm-hmm. are you looking at your situa- situation more than um, you're looking at God? Mm-hmm. More, more than you're looking at Jesus. And as we talked about earlier, the moment you connect with fear, you begin to sink. Yeah. The moment, the very moment you com- connect with fear, you begin to sink. Because you're not going to, the thing is that you're not going to sink. God's promises, as we mentioned earlier, are yes and amen. You're never going to sink when you're in God. There's yeah. no such thing. So if you connect with fear, you will. Yeah. Because yeah. fear is not your friend. Fear didn't come from God. Like you, you cannot connect with that thing on no levels. Yeah. Not even if you believe in God for something in your friendship or your marriage or whatever, you literally cannot connect with fear. Not even fearing that that person will never get to get better. Fearing that that person will never stop having that attitude or fear that that person won't stop walking in what they walking in. You, you, you can never be in a place of fear for that thing because then you will sink. And now you're spiritually bringing that person down. Yeah. Without even knowing that you're spiritually bringing that person down. And it's crazy because I was talking to a friend of mine and, you know, I was saying to her, you know, I, I just want, you know, good for my friends. Like, I, I don't want some, you know, them to do something wrong and they get caught in this and um, whatever, whatever. And then my, my friend was like, oh, they won't. I'm like, what you mean? Oh, they won't. They, she was like, oh, no, they won't. And I was like, oh, how you know, though? She was like, oh, because I didn't. And I was like, yeah, but that's you. She was like, yeah, but if God loved me, how much do God love that person? Like God, God will never let any person go down like, like that. Like he, 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 just like how he took his time with each and every one of Think about our lives, how much we were a wretch undone. Mm-hmm. We were a wretch undone. We're still undone. This is why we are constantly seeking God, seeking his face, seeking the word, all those things. You think he really going to leave your husband, your wife, your friend, your mother, your cousin, right where they at? That's fear that's making you think that. The Bible says the prayers of the righteous availeth much. If I continue to pray for that person, they have to be saved before they go. I'm not going to have it no other way. I'm going to keep praying for them. I'm going to keep showing Christ's love to them until I see the the fulfillment of God's purpose in their life. I'm not going to talk about them. I'm not going to feel like I'm, no, I'm just, I love them. I'm going to keep praying for them. No matter what, I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep praying. And that's what we have to do because fear will have us in a place where we're like just being distracted by even the things that they're doing and all of not believing that if God could change you, look how filthy you were. Sometimes we look at other people that's still in the world and be like, there's no hope. Mm -hmm. Do you remember your life? Like, do I remember my life? Like, there was hope for me. If there was hope for me, there's hope for everybody on this earth. If there was hope for Brie, I can't talk about myself. I look at my fragments and I'm like, woo child. 
there's, this there's, is a mess there's hope for everybody mm-hmm. um but like we, we we do have to continuously um to pray for for people especially you know, even in knowing that we know that not everyone is going to receive and accept that calling, you know, mm-hmm. um, but Jesus, looking at our situation, looking at your situation causes us to worry, stress, to be anxious, to doubt God or many other things that God don't want us to do. Also, we know that these things destroy the body mm-hmm. and we have all given a responsibility over our our body. Um, and there's a scripture that I'm going to share with you guys. Um, but studies even show, studies show that stress, stress breaks the body down and causes health complications. Yes. And, um, and then just reading the scripture, 1 Corinthians 3, 16 to 17. Do you not know that, do you not know that you are the temple of God, that the spirit of God dwells in you? Question mark. If anyone, including you, defiles the temple of God and destroy and dis- defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which which temple you are. Mm-hmm. Um, 1 Corinthians 3, 16, 17. Mm-hmm. And just reading um, Corinthians, this is about being anxious. Uh, Philippians 4, 6 to 7. Tell us, tells us to, to, to be anxious for nothing, but in everything, in everything, by prayer and supplication, if you are anxious, bring it to your father, cast your cares on him. The more we look at our trials or situation, the bigger it seems to get. It's as, it's as if they start to maximize it. And that's a distraction plan from the enemy. Yes. To make us feel far from God's reach and his help. But the devil is a liar. Um, and you know, as it's, as it's here, fear distracts us from our destiny. Um, and I just wanted to encourage, like just to re re say the scripture, Matthew 14, 31, um, when you're in this place and you feel, you know, separated or when you're in that place, uh, just to remember like how, not it, how it ended, but just remember Matthew 14, 31 to 33 and immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said, and said to him, Oh, you, oh, you of little faith, why do you doubt? And and when they got on the boat, the wind ceased. Then, then those who were in the boat came and worshiped him, saying, Truly, truly, you are the Son of God. And And let me just say something about that. The craziest thing is, even when we doubt God, and we drown look how merciful he is to still pull us out anyways yes that's so merciful this is love that's so much love that's another way right there where we can testify of why we shouldn't be distracted by things because even when we choose to get distracted god still extends his hand you don't know what you're doing yeah let me help you you don't know you don't know why you fear it let me help you you don't know why like it's like he like it's like the, the love of god it's something that we will never even be able to comprehend fully and put into words, I don't think. Because really to even be in a situation where you just saw him save people, you just saw him feed people, you, he just told you to bring the fragments of that on the boat with you to remind you, and he let you walk on physical water, which no human has done since then that I know of. 
and you still and then he still says you know what i'm gonna still stick my hand out to you and give you another chance and that's all of us we'll doubt god sometimes or have our moments of fear our moments of distraction and god says i'm gonna still extend my hand anyways because you don't know what you're doing like you need you don't know what you're doing and he still does it anyway and this is how we should love one another also still stick yeah. our hand out we see our friends getting distracted yeah. and and you know we know they focused on the wrong things you, let's be real some of us see our friends on instagram backsliding a little and we'd be like what is happening stick your hand out though yeah. stick your hand out my sister come let me let me tell you about this prayer call that call them and just check on them you don't gotta tell them about jesus this time how you doing i miss you Everything okay? Maybe they'll open up and tell you something. Yeah. Still stick your hand out though. Because Jesus still sticking our hands, his hands out for us. That's, that's Christ within us that's doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. That's the Lord that's telling you to do it. Mm-hmm. So that's him doing it, you know? We take credit for nothing, um, nothing that he does in this body, in our body. Um, that, and that's something for us to, you know, remind ourselves about. And I, I wanted to, as a, as a, uh, a question, a lot of times, now me just sharing something <laughs> a lot of times right like you know there's a lot going on just in my life in general like nothing bad but just a lot going on like ministry stuff stuff here doing stuff around the house doing stuff in the house you know um you know taking care of Bria and stuff like that um and then the other things that I will want to do so like, even though like it's things for God, right. And I feel like it's good things that I'm doing. I have to still know that things ministry can also distract me mm-hmm. from, um, my family and things I'm supposed to do, like throwing myself too much. Like, for example, like last night, if it would have been up to me, I would have went to sleep like maybe two o'clock in the morning, cleaning the office or whatever. But I had to know that, like, I have a responsibility to, like, be, to go to sleep, like, with her. Um, Amen. You know, to comfort her when she's going to sleep and stuff like that. So, also in doing that, it's a sacrifice for me because then I got to do it another day that's probably (laughs) inconvenient to me. But it's, like, it's just something that I've learned and still learning that, like, you know, you could be doing something good and it still be a distraction. Now, I'm going to read, we're going to read a parable. It's Luke 10, 38, 42. Um, and I just wrote, staying away from distractions. Uh, our attention often runs to what important to us. So distraction can reveal what we love. Ooh. And I said, can, can, we, can we be distracted by doing good? And this is Luke 10, 38 to 42. Now, you want to read it for Okay, sure. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village. Jesus. And thank you. And a certain woman named Martha came, welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus's feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said lord do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone therefore tell her to help me and jesus answered and said to her hold on, hold on. so jesus entered the village just to break it down it's not going too fast 
um, they entered a certain village and a woman named Martha welcomed him, welcomed Jesus into her house. And she had a sister named Mary. And, you know, we have to know when is a time, like a time for what and a time for what. Like Mary being in the house, she sat at Jesus' feet just to hear his word. Mm-hmm. But Martha, like, and maybe just her having a, uh, a servitude spirit and just being a servant, like she, she was serving. Uh, but it, the scripture says, but this, but she was distracted with much serving. Mm-hmm. So she didn't hear the word that, that her sister was hearing. Mm-hmm. And she, however, whatever you get from Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me, you know, either frustration, like whatever she felt. And Jesus said to Martha, and he said her name twice. Go ahead. Martha, Martha, Mm. child, (laughs) you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, Mm. which will not be taken away from her respect the word was more important to mary you know the her being close her relationship Mm -hmm. with jesus was more important to her Mm -hmm. um and like to me reading this was such a blessing for me and i hope it's a blessing for somebody um like it's so important for us to know like when like when to do what and when to do what even the things that he has told you to do Mm -hmm. uh but one thing is needed and Mary has chosen the good part. You know, she has chosen the good part, the thing that's not going to leave her, the word, like that relationship. Um, and that was just so important for me to, um, for us to share with you guys. Yes, such a great, great point. And part two of it. Um, staying away from distractions. The wrong distraction can cost you your whole position, authority, and sometimes even our lives. This is the scripture that we're going to use to talk about this slide. Can you be distracted by doing something for God? Who gave you this assignment? Mm-hmm. I'm going to read that again. Can you be distracted by doing something for God? Can And who gave you this assignment? We're going to read 1 Samuel chapter 15, verses 18 to 23. And the Lord sent thee on a journey and said, thee being... um, um <clears throat> Saul, and the Lord sent thee on a journey and said, go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they be consumed. Mm -hmm. Wherefore, then didst thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but this fly among, upon the, this, this fly upon the spoil and this evil in the sight of the Lord. Therefore, why? Okay, yeah. And Saul and Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have opened the voice, I have obeyed, excuse me, obeyed the voice of the Lord and have gone and have gone the way which the Lord sent me and have brought Agag, Agag, Agag. See, this is why I need the Bible um, audio. <laughs> uh, the king of Amalek and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, and the chief of the of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gegal. 
And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. That's where y'all got that from, y'all. Like, obedience is better than sacrifice. That's where it's from, y'all. And to hearken then the fat of rams for, for rebellion is a sin of witchcraft. See, we oftentimes think, <laughs> we oftentimes think of women on with pointy hats flying on brooms, right? As witchcraft. But the Bible says for rebellion, not listening to the Lord, turning away from the Lord. Rebellion is That's a sin of witchcraft. That's what the Bible says, not Bria. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Mm. Choosing to be stubborn is idolatry. That's idol worship. That's what the Bible says, not Bria. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. Can I have uh, the, the charger, please? The charger. For the left side. Oh. Thank you. Yeah, okay. So I'm gonna just I'm gonna just break this down for anybody who didn't read this before. I'm gonna give like a like a quick synopsis of it. So basically, Saul was anointed to be king. He came from a tribe that wasn't rich, that didn't have much, but God, but the Israelites at the time, they wanted a, they wanted the king bad. They wanted to be like everybody else. All the other kingdoms had kings. They just had Yahweh, God telling them what to do. They didn't want it like that. They wanted Saul. Cool. So God said, all right, I'm going to let Saul be the king. Saul now becomes king. And now Saul wants to do what Saul wants to do. Samuel is the prophet. At the time, kings were assigned prophets who would hear from the Lord. The, the, um, the role of a prophet, I know we think of that so raven with the word, like a prophet just sit down and go like, and they get a bunch of visions. Like, that's not what happens. The role of a prophet is a person that speaks on behalf of the Lord. That's, that's the role of a prophet. So sometimes prophets know things that happened in the past, in the present, in the future, or they got a word just for right now. Um, but God gives them that word. They don't get no powers on their own. I wanted to say, like, even in this time, um, as a source of saying, the Lord will send them on on journeys to destroy, like, you know, kingdoms to, you know, basically as the journey journey of the Israelites to proclaim land and just to battle against people who are opposed to his nation um, and just to the Israelites. So he said, mm -hmm. go, you know, and, you know, this is why it's so important to really listen and hearken um onto the lord but, he, but the word from the lord says go and utterly destroy the sinners in this place everybody yeah that's the the kids that's the parents that's the um the animals everybody god said everybody gotta go and a lot of time um especially like you know we see as this as he said the animals a lot of times when it comes to the belonging of people who are outside of the covenant that you are under you don't want anything from anybody else because it's contaminated like you don't know what they're doing with the animals like so on and so on but god just wanted them just gone so he said fight against them until they are consumed like until they're done like until this is from the lord left. where did where wherefore then did thou not obey god's voice like, why would you not do that? And 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 did fly upon the spoil and did evil in the sight of God. Like you had you had instructions. 
And then Saul said unto Samuel, yes, I obey the voice of God. You know, I've gone, I've gone the way which the Lord sent me and have brought um, Agab the king, uh, the Amalite, and have utterly destroyed the people. And the people took his people, like the people that won, his soldiers took the spoils, took the sheep, took the oxen. They took all those things and said, like, instead of doing what God told me to do to destroy everything, I'm going to take all these animals and I'm going to sacrifice them to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, you know, as Bia said, it's perfectly said and wrote. A lot of times we use things that God, God gave us instruction, like we're, we're not supposed to go there. That, that That's like, that's like God telling you not to speak to somebody and you, you end up getting into that. You end up getting into a relationship or disobeying God in that, in that sense. And then when you're in there, then you try it and bring that person to Christ. Like he told you not to do that. He doesn't want anything like from this place. Mm -hmm. He want to destroy everything. But Samuel felt like, no, the, like, I'm going to sack, I'm going to give this to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just so crazy because this scripture is just a blessing because, you know, as it says, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice to, to really listen to what he's saying mm -hmm. and follow what God tells us to do is important than than anything else like from us what we whatever we want to give to him mm -hmm. you know it, it, it's just a blessing it's so blessing. true and mama learning right before you go you still got your hand up or no i'm no okay so right before, i was gonna say like you know even demarge pointed out like people in our lives like i remember i was trying to keep somebody in my life that wasn't really supposed to be there you know a friend well she was a friend of mine in the past and you know god was separating separating and i'm trying to keep them there and i'm thinking like god how this person gonna know about you unless i'm in their life and like god looking like first of all you're not god like you you can't save this person like if i'm not beating down their door you know god knocks on the door but he's not gonna force it open then why do you think the only way for them to get saved is if you in their life that's a distraction and some of us are distracted by assignments that we were not given at all, mm -hmm. yes. at all. you just because you want that person to be saved don't mean that's your prayer assignment mm -hmm. just because you want that person to be saved don't mean you have to go out with them every week and keep ministering to them yes. who, who did god what did god tell you to do because now you're in direct opposition of god you could be on your way to that person and if something happened and you like oh man i shouldn't have you that was never your assignment you're, that's not your assignment you can love somebody yeah. you can pray for them you can encourage them but if they're not your assignment they're just not and 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 we see this here with Saul he had one job to do one job his only job was to go there as king and orchestrate the killing of all these people who were against that God's kingdom mm -hmm. that was his one job no he chose to say you know like, like, like I said, concerning the friend, like I'm a, I'm a bring this friend back to you, Lord. You told me not to associate with them, but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna save them. And now you got somebody for you. Look how much I love you. Yeah. That's my own will. That's not the will of God though. And, and when you do things like that, you will find yourself one exhausting yourself because distraction will exhaust you when you're not assigned by God to do something and two removing yourself from the authority and the power that God has given you in a specific area as well and this is what we saw with 
with sauce. I don't need to beat the nail on the head. Y'all get it. Like, you know, basically, you know, we could get into the rebellion later, but Jamila spoke on this, I believe a few weeks ago at a, um, at a sermon, I believe, but the point that she made was 99% of obedience is a hundred percent disobedience. Holy spirit gave that to Jamila. And I want y'all to really drill that in y'all head. 99, 99% of obedience still God's will of, of, of disobedience. That 1% can cost you your life. That 1% can cost you your position at your job. That 1% can cost you authority. That 1% can cost you anything. Be fully obedient. Even if you don't understand, totally obedient. Totally. Even if you think that thing, like, you know, some people out here starting ministries, like I'm gonna start a youth ministry. I'm gonna start a woman's ministry, but God wants you to sing. God wants you to sing. And you about to start a minute. Ain't nobody asked you to do that. Ain't nobody asked you to do that. And it's crazy because the thing that we really, what God really wanted us to do, it just seemed like, why that? Yeah. But that's what God is going to prosper you in. Because you don't even see what's going to either come, come from, from it. Like, you know yes, we don't see what's going to, how the so fruit, we, we don't see what we're going to see. So we, so I saw this, this guy, he was saying, the problem is we got a lot of prophets writing jingles. Remember that one? Yeah. We got prophets writing jingles. We got pastors on the drums, singing songs. We got, we got everybody operating in our areas. It's not even this distracted because of what's popular or what they think they want to do. Well, that's not what God called you to do. Like God would give you a song and now you're making an album. Like, but he just gave you a song. You know, you know, apostles get songs. songs. Joshua Selman writes songs, but he's not no singer. Like he know his lane. You get songs, that's okay. But like, that's not your lane. We got to know our lane so we don't get distracted. Yeah. Um, it's, well, the last it's, it's the last slide. We just gave some folks the scriptures. Um, and we're just going to read uh, through them. And what everybody could, we got enough for everybody to read one. So, Word. yeah. So everybody right, just pick. come off the mic. After somebody go, you go. All so right. If then... You were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of earth. Amen. Mm. Somebody just said something about that earlier. Mm -hmm. above. Um, I'm going to read one. Casting down <laughs> imagination. Every high oh, go ahead. No, no, I ain't going to take that from you. Go ahead, Sister Lorraine. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that mm -hmm. exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought, every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Amen. Amen. Next person. Okay, Demar. Then I give them a heart to know me. Mm that I am the Lord and that they shall be my people and I will be their God and for they shall return to me with their whole heart. Jeremiah 24, 7. Next person. Declare it, y'all. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. 
-hmm. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Safety of a Next person. Um, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my mm -hmm. prayer came unto thee, into the holy temple. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Next person. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him and resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Amen. That one right there. Hmm. Anyone else? For those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. Mm -hmm. For those who live according to the spirit, the things of the the things of the spirit. Amen. We got three more. Anyone else? This is my favorite one. I might go again. No, no, no. <laughs> Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Amen. That one right there. That one right there. All of them for me. That one right there. My last one. Yeah. Two more. Oh, yeah, two more, two more. Adalis, you want to read one? Yes, I can. More Adalis. Come, Nisi. Nisi. <laughs> I'll probably care of All right, so she listening. Thank God. Valida, Erica, Brent. Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Amen. For our light, for our light, affection affliction affliction which is for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory while we are not while we, while we do not look do not look at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporary and the things which are not seen are eternal amen, amen. Microsoft won't connect. Oh, okay. It's all right. Cause the Brent, you want to read the last one? Yeah, I can read the last one. Thank, Thank you. you. Home, Brent. Last one is there for right? No, you uh, will. The bottom, bottom one. Oh, you will. Mm hmm You see it? The very last one. You will keep him. You will. I like your haircut, Brent. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. All, all the way at the bottom. All the way at the bottom. Right below the therefore one. You said right below? Yeah, the therefore one. It is mad small though. You see, you see where distraction is at the bottom, the bottom uh right. Right? Yeah. 
I'll right. say it's right next to it. Can you zoom in? We can make it bigger, yeah. No, I think so. I gotta go out. No, it's a different kind of slideshow. Can't go out. Oh. Well, I'll read it. You could you can repeat after me. You repeat after me, Brent. You yo say you yo will well keep k m um in um perfect peace perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you because he trusts in you amen amen amen, amen. amen. Amen, amen. Good job, Brent. Locked in. Thank you, and thank you guys for um, you know, for coming to another uh, Bible study, and um, you know that we hope this added to us, as added to um, added to added me. to you guys, as added to us, and we just thank God for this time, and you know, um, Sister Levine, pray us out before we go. Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, Lord, we bless your name. We thank you, Lord, for who you are. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. We thank you, Lord, that we could come together, Father, to learn of you, to learn of your word. Father, let your word stay in us, Father, always in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your presence that was with us and is with us and will be with us. And Father, as we're about to leave, this platform, I ask you to go before us. Let your light shine in us, Heavenly Father, and let others see your goodness and your work in us and glorify you only, Heavenly Father. And Father, we thank you for Brian Demarge. We thank you, Lord Father, for teaching them so they can come on and teach us. And Father, just help us, Lord God, to just draw closer and closer to you. Help us to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. And Lord, bless us. Bless our home. Whatever task we have before us, Lord, I ask, to ask you to cover us and cover everything that we have to do under your precious blood, Lord, Lord Jesus. And Lord, we say, have thine own way in our lives. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. 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 Have a weekend, everybody. Love you. Amen. Amen. Love, Love y'all. Later. Love y'all. Later. Later. Bria, where's the baby shower going to be at on Saturday? Oh, the gender reveal for Saturday? Yeah. It's I, just, on I just want to let you know where, where is it going to be at. It's going to be on Zoom. Oh, on Zoom? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just play virtual. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And if you think it, whatever you think it is, you wear the color. If you think it's a boy, you could wear blue. If you think it's a girl, you could wear pink. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Later, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm give y'all, I'm give y'all something for the, um, for the baby shower or whatever. So um, I got, I gotta give y'all something. So. Okay. Well, no, I appreciate everything. Yeah. yeah. We just want you there. And mm -hmm. I, the baby shower is going to be in person. So you can bring your gift when we do the baby shower later in person. Okay. All right. So I can bring like um, diapers, panties, and um, something like that. Mm hmm. Yeah. You want to, you, you're going to give that for the baby shower or this time? Um, um this time. You want to give it this time? Mm hmm. 
Okay, if you want, you don't have to, you know, you could wait until the baby shower. It's up to you. What you want to do? Matter of fact, I'll wait till the baby shower. Okay, yeah, wait till the baby shower. Then I'll tell you what we need and stuff like that. You can yeah. just ask them what we need and then we'll tell you, okay? All right, so um, um, hit me up later and tell me what you want for the baby shower or whatever. And um, um, I'll keep y'all posted. Thank okay. you, Brent. Thanks, Brent. Love I you. love y'all. Love you. want to see the baby? Mm-hmm. Let me shake my tummy. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. The baby's moving. Oh my god. It's big, right? Wow. Oh my god. I'm so happy and blessed. Oh my god. Yes, yeah. you are. Let me let you hear the heartbeat too. Feel <laughs> the baby moving and everything. That's so great. Yeah. Let me show you the heart. Let me let you hear the heartbeat. Hold on. You you send it to me, right? Look. You listening, Brent? Oh, cutting my phone. I thought that was turning. Wow. It's a strong heartbeat, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear the heartbeat. Yeah. Yes. Well, that is so great, Bria. Oh my God. Yes. So make sure you got your speech for Saturday, because Saturday next Saturday is the baby shower. So you come on and be like, I'm the Saturday, godfather. Yeah. I mean the god <laughs> next, next Saturday is the gender reveal. So you come on and be like, I'm the godfather, everybody, so everybody can know you're the godfather. Okay. All right, love you. I love you more, Bria. Yeah. Mm -hmm.